podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. When you in the trenches, you know, you sh- it's cool to shoot them bullets. How you gonna defend yourself when them bullets coming back? Mauricio Suleiman on the show in about eight minutes or so. I think he's scheduled for 12, 15 Pacific Standard Time. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to be asking him some questions. And uh, obviously, if you're a Patreon of the Boxing Voice, you will get to ask him a question as well. I'm going to see what I can do for my members in a few seconds as it looks like the post may not be on YouTube members. I'm not sure. I'm checking here. Okay, so we do have one uh, ready to go on Patreon. And um, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and put that on YouTube as well just for anybody that Wants to ask Mauricio a question. Once again, he will be joining us in just a bit. So go ahead and smash that thumbs up button because it's Saturday and we're doing a Saturday morning kind of afternoon show. And uh, yeah, hit that thumbs up because we got some fights this uh, Saturday night. Later on, we will be discussing and doing commentary for the Stefan Big Shot Shaw. Um, fight, and we'll also be doing commentary for the Johnny Rice versus Guido Villanella fight as well. But if you're a YouTube member, now you can definitely ask Mauricio Suleiman a question, and if you're a Patreon, that post is also on Patreon for you to ask him a question, and we can 
you know, ask him that via your name. But you got to hurry up because that is happening in the next few minutos. We will be having Mauricio Suleiman. And there's a lot to talk about, obviously. You know, my, my first question is, I'm not going to say why. I'm going to ask, will this satisfy Spence's mandatory? That's that's a major question that I believe, you know, a lot of us want to know. Will this satisfy the mandatory? Um, or is this, you know, just a whatever? What it is, What is it, right? Um, then we can talk about uh, who's first, being clear on that. Is this, if if Spence is fighting Thurman, is the WBC's mandatory satisfied and does now the WBA or WBO, are they next up? You know, and once we get done with Spence um, and Thurman, then we can shift to Spence and Crawford. The WBC has ordered fights in the past, even champion fights, with one sanctioning body and another. Uh, because of who they are, you know, if they order it, it can get done. I won't give you that information. I'll wait for Mauricio to come on, you know, to see does he remember his organization doing what I'm going to ask him to do in the case of Spence and Terrence Crawford. It is something he's done in the past. These negotiations are lingering, and uh, maybe the WBC needs to step in and speed the process up just a little bit. But uh, I did post the post, if anybody wants to ask Mauricio a question, on our YouTube members' community page. And uh, don't forget as well, if you're just joining in, if you haven't already done so, go ahead and subscribe. We're trying to get to that next goal of 164,000 subs. Right now we're at 163, I don't know, 236, right? So we're, we're definitely rolling, but we need to keep moving at an even higher, more rapid pace. Uh, we're definitely grinding out here, bringing you... Um, as much content as we can. How do we ask him a question? So, pound for pound, Jack, you are already a YouTube member. Just go over to the community page and you should see the posts. Uh, and if you don't, you should be able to unlock it, which means you're not on the proper level to ask the president of the WBC, you know, a question. But, you know, you can fix that. You can fix that. You can also call in the numbers above my head, 1425 569-5241. If you want to call in before he joins us, if you got something to say, I see we got a bunch of people on Twitter. Go ahead and retweet this so we could get more folks ready to rock and roll. So we got about four minutes. He's got the link. So we're just waiting, man. And uh, like I said, you know, he's ordered his sanctioning body, the WBC, to actually have a fight with the WBO. So he's done that already. So what I'm going to ask for isn't uncommon. Um, all we got to do is, you know, hope that he can actually get it done. Hope that the fighters abide by the ruling. 
because some fighters don't. Some fighters do not abide by the ruling. You've seen, you know, some fighters decide not to fight, and that's something that we need to ask him. Um, you know, I need to ask him, can we, can, we, can we consider a rule that if a fighter avoids his shot, can he be dropped from that top 15, you know? For instance, we got Isaac Cruz that decided he didn't want to fight with Shakur. His father was vocal about saying that a fight with Shakur would be boring. So he opted out of a fight with Shakur. I think he should be dropped. I don't think you should pick and choose when you want an eliminator. These things need to be discussed. And we need answers. And that's why I respect Mauricio. Because even though, you know, a lot of these fighters get upset the way that I speak, not him. Doesn't matter how tough the question, how vulgar the response, he shows up. Dude, super duper duper nice, man. You know, people call him a crook, a criminal, the mafia, you know. They said he got a brown, brown paper bag for this Earl Thurman order. So much shit. But who does shadiness and actually shows up to defend it, to debate it? And really, I, you know, that's why I respect the dude. Like, he's always there. He's never like, oh, not right now. I don't have time. You know, um, I, I can't answer that. Um, you know, that's confidential. Nah, he just like, he got his answers. And he's got, you know, his uh, rulings. You know, he'll refer to the rules every now and then. So you got to respect Mauricio, man. Um, he out here trying the best he can. But it looks like we got our first super chat of the day. Shout out to you, champ. Let me see. Where we at? Where we at with that? Looks like, uh, let's see here. Where is it? All right. So Ray Robertson says, no, excuse me. Ryan Robertson says, Holding up a division should come with consequences. That's something we're going to ask him. But you see, in the eyes of the public, and I'm sure the president, Mauricio Suleiman, they believe by allowing Earl to do this, he's going to, you know, they're trying to be hopeful that the negotiations with him and, uh, you know, Crawford can pick up after this and hypothetically you know, be better, get done. So we'll see. We'll see, you know, and we'll see his answer. And if he's going to put a timeline on it, you know, kind of like the WBA said, 60 days. Uh, I doubt that, that, that Mauricio's another Don King. Uh, as you can see, Don King is powerless at this point. You know, he's, he's his fights go to donking.com. You know, he's got the same fighters... You know, uh, Haitian, Bermain Stavern. He's got some guy named Gordy now. But, yeah, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't even compare them. I mean, WBC, you know, say what you want. Call me a defender, a protector, but the, it's just the truth. Like, uh, it's the most prestigious belt amongst all sanctioning bodies. It's the top. So, like, if, you know, if this was, like, he's the godfather, bro. 
everybody else is under him. Like, let's just be real. And that's why I want him on the show because we've seen him as the WBC president mandate, have a meeting with the WBO and force WBO champion to fight the WBC champion. So, you know, we can do it again. I got five with a $2 super chest says should be dropped if they don't activate a belt. Um, laugh out loud, laugh out loud. I don't know what activated belt means or what you meant. Then you put a uh, laughing emoji, so I don't know if you were even being sarcastic. So you could go ahead and just drop something up in there, you know, for free, and I'll try and, like, I don't know, pick it up. But let's see here. I see somebody say, son, you know I'm coming, I'm trying to attack. Well, I mean, no, I'm all... I'm all in the chat. All right. So I'm going to have to send him a text because it's uh, been two minutes past. And he had hit me up early. He was he was, he was was already hitting me up at 1130, he called, thinking it was the scheduled time. I sent them a little message there. Let me just make sure everything is set on our end. Yep, we're good. So we're just waiting, and hopefully, you know, he did cancel yesterday, but looks like he has time today. Uh, like I said, he called me a whole 45 minutes earlier than the interview, and uh, he did think it was at that time, and I'm like, no, no, we got about another 45. So hopefully, um, you know. Nothing happens between now and then, and he still can make it. So let's see here. Shout out. All right, I got LDBC's most wanted with a $5 super chat. He says, saludos, saludos de lo mío. Question, why doesn't the WBA step up and mandate Tank versus Haney? Would be a huge fight in Vegas. Totally agree, but uh, we kind of talked about that yesterday. Uh, Tank already said when asked by Danny, uh, he said, you know, if they did that, they being the WBA, that, you know, Tank and them would just go another route. Because they, they, he's like, um, you know, you don't, nobody tells him what to do, basically. Uh, so I got... Rice Eater, 79. Regardless, the game plan is clear. Once he fight at 54, he can then claim he can't make the weight after holding the belts as long as possible. And that's my issue. Why go up there to fight at 54 beltless while still holding the belts? It's kind of like what Andre did, you know? And I'm with you, OTKP. You know, they're probably not. But you you say that, but don't forget that they did. And I'm giving away my ammo here. I'm, I need this for Mauricio. But don't forget that the, the WBC did mandate Golovkin and Canelo. So while you think the WBA won't do uh, tank because of the money, no one makes more, generates more than Canelo. And the WBC did that. And that's why I want to have him on today because he's done... What I'm asking. He's done it. 
And the truth is, Earl and Crawford negotiations have surpassed those of Gennady. And I mean the failed negotiations between Gennady and Canelo. Earl and Crawford are basically, they're, they're catching up to A.J. Wilder failed negotiation timeline and how long we've been fucking waiting for that. Please, bro. So we definitely need the president to um, step in. We need you to help us. Where the hell is he at? I'm going to have to hit him up. My friend, are you still available? When you're in the trenches, you know, you, it's cool to shoot them bullets. How you going to defend yourself when them bullets coming back? So he's going to be here in one minute. So go ahead and get that, that them likes up, man. Come on, man. I'll be having a bad day after day to get the goddamn likes up. Like, you got somebody else putting it in like this, man. Come on. It's Saturday for freaking sake. Jeez Louise. Plus, we got some fights later on, and we about to have the president on in just a bit. So go ahead and smash that thumbs up and share this episode, man. Let's get some people on here because it's about to get good. We about to talk. About to talk that talk with the presidente. So I did post uh, on the community page for anybody that wants to drop him a question. Uh, shout out, Fab. I see you with your second super chat of the day. I'm about to get to that in one segundo. Just refreshing. And that is Mauricio. Mauricio, how are you? How are you, my friend Nestor? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, good to see you. And uh, just want to say what an amazing convention, man. Nobody does it like the WBC for sure. Well, it was uh, humbling to see the whole world come together and work so much and also have lots of fun and and make sure that uh, the the world of boxing keeps moving forward, trying to make boxing safer and better all the time. So based off the convention, it sounds like you're going to be uh, separating women's and men's moving forward. Well we have uh we have had the women's uh division since 2004 we have worked very hard to to make sure that uh, women compete safely under good rules uh, we have worked very hard with uh many uh promoters uh television managers trainers uh with uh sponsors to bring the power of women where they deserve to be. And this has been, last year was uh, the turnaround with a uh, great success. Katie Taylor Serrano in Madison Square Garden, Clarissa Shields in O2 Arena, and uh, just a great activity. And we have also, uh, we discussed at length the rules for women's boxing. Uh, basically, we have a, a lot of information, research, and data that uh, secure 
uh, woman. So we discussed at length the matter of the two-minute rounds and the 12 round for women. And uh, basically, uh, we cannot move in, in, in any of those two because of safety. And at that time, uh, we also discussed transgender, the very uh, complicated matter in sports. And it was decided that the WBC would never allow a born man to fight against a born woman regardless of the current uh, sexuality. Uh, but at the same time, we, with the inclusion that we always uh, profess, we have started a process to create guidelines and uh, a platform for transgender athletes. So we, we have formed a committee. We're working on the specifics. Enrollment will be the first uh, process to see who will enroll uh, how many athletes in the world are fighters that would like to compete in this transgender uh, uh, structure? And we will see what happens this year. So do you have a, any numbered amount uh, just from your own, I guess, dealings of any transgender boxers that have come and asked the WBC for help? Is there a market or are you just preparing for what's to come? We are preparing because uh, we don't know the universe of uh, athletes, of boxers. Uh, we have seen with great concern uh, situations in other sports, and that's why boxing has to step forward and start preparing, uh, you know, not to put aside transgender, but invite them, whoever uh, is transgender and wants to compete, we will have a platform for them to do it safely uh, with guidelines and rules. So it, it has caught a great attention worldwide. Uh, some uh, complicated matters outside of sports, but uh, we're very confident that uh, this is an opportunity to, to give uh, transgender athletes an opportunity to compete. And just to double back, you said at this time you don't have enough data to make a decision on whether you're doing three-minute rounds or 12 two-minute rounds for female boxing? Yeah, absolutely. We have enough data. Uh, if you take a, a skeleton of a man and a skeleton of a woman, they're different. The physiology is different. The concussion uh, data... Uh, it's clear that women have 80% more tendency for and risk for a concussion. The recovery is much longer. The menstrual period and the hormone uh, system plays a, a complete uh, situation at the, at the human being uh, for women. So uh, it, there is no way that the WBC will move on to, two to three minute rounds or extend to 12 rounds, even at two minutes at this time, because we are not in a position to put women at a higher risk. Also, uh, it is the opinion from most women also that, you know, the fights are very exciting. I don't know if you watched last night from Canada, Clavel against uh, Neri Plata, sensational fight. You don't need three minutes. You need great competitive fights and uh, athletes to be safe and go home after the fights. Absolutely. I just wanted to be clear on that. 
So now, uh, when it comes to the case of Earl Spence and Keith Thurman, the fight is taking place at 54. Will that still satisfy the mandatory for the WBC, or is that on hold? Well, that's a fight that the WBC ordered, and uh, it's a great fight between two top-level fighters. Um, it is not now uh, new that it's going to be over the weight. Uh, we will wait until the fight uh, takes place, and we will assess after the event to see what has happened. Uh, the WBC has been a strong supporter to see Spence Crawford. And uh, we had all year uh, all the flexibility. When that did not materialize and uh, Crawford decided to fight, uh, take another fight, the WBC uh, ordered the mandatory, which is Thurman. Now it's in over the 147 uh, division. We will see what happens after the fight. So when you say you will see what happens, there's a possibility that after the fight, that fight can potentially satisfy the 147-pound mandatory, or is there no way that the rules allow for him to fight above the weight without the title on the line and still satisfy the mandatory? Well, it will be an official WBC event. Uh, that is certain. Um, I don't want to speculate. I just want to see uh, the fight take place. The the other ranked fighters, um, Ortiz, he's committed to another organization. So there is no hurry right now. Let's see what happens in the fight, and then we will assess once we have all the, the facts of what happened in the, inside the ring. So my only issue is that what if the, the unthinkable, I don't want to call it unthinkable because it's boxing, but obviously... Earl Spence is a heavy favorite, but if he loses, Keith legitimately was the mandatory, but the belt's not on the line. What happens? Do you even know, or is that something that it, is, it will, you know? Yeah, it, it has to be with the decision of uh, not only the winner, but both fighters, if they are going to continue in 154 or come back to 147. So that that is the main topic after the fight, maybe Spence decides to stay in 154. Uh, Thurman maybe decides to stay 154. We will see what happens. And just to be clear, because you know that is a big topic, there is no possible franchise for Spence at 47, right? No, the key has not uh, requested. Uh, as you know, we the fighter has to make a petition and then the WBC address it. At this time, there is no franchise in any division and Spence has not requested any consideration for that. Now, knowing that you were going to come on the show, uh, you know, we did a little bit of research and we know that the WBC has ordered some big fights in the past that are not just WBC ranked fighters. You've actually ordered WBC champions specifically versus WBO champions. Not all the times does it happen uh, where they actually have the fight take place, but you have ordered these cases in the case of Sergey Kovalev when he was the WBO champion versus Adonis Stevens, the WBC champion. So I bring up the Canelo and Gennady case as well that you ordered those fighters to, to undispute. Is there any way... You being who you are, that you can talk to Paco and force the WBO to mandate Crawford and Earl to fight. 
I mean, we're getting into the realm where it's almost uh, Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. And we don't want these two guys to lose and we lose this opportunity on over-marination or, you know, failed negotiations. I know that you can step in and probably save the day like you've done in the past with Canelo and Golovkin. It's an interesting topic. Uh, we did that experiment. Uh, we had a Kovalev group uh, and we, we did a mediation. We spoke and uh, it was... Uh, determined so the WBC ordered that fight we forced our champion into a mandatory against the WBO champion very unfortunately uh Kovalev pulled out and uh I believe they used that uh, in that instance though Mauricio I'll remind you Kovalev pulled out due to having a contract with HBO in this instance we got a free agent so you know, no. Crawford, thank God, won't have any contract with a network. Yes, but but that experiment proved the problems of uh, something that was intended in very good faith. Kovalev came to the table and he made it that that uh, he made the petition. We we worked it out with Stevenson and with Kovalev sides, and it was proved that Kovalev used that, that leverage to negotiate a contract with HBO. So in fact, he used the WBC, I don't want to say in bad faith, but uh, it just turned out to be that way. Uh, and he went his own way. Um, we work very close with uh, other organizations in many instances. And this is a fight that everybody wants to see. And I have been doing my best effort to try to make it happen. And I will continue to do so. I will say, just for reference, you do have another case that was successful. Leo Santa Cruz was ordered to face Gary Russell, but it, the fight didn't happen. But, you know, it was ordered. So well, I don't that, know. That is, that is, that is the thing. Uh, you are just giving uh, reason for the explanation. Uh, we cannot force a champion from other organization into a mandate. That is a fact. Uh, we did it as experiments in good faith uh, with both fighters blessing both, and, but it, it didn't happen. So it is not as easy as you might think, but uh, we are willing and continue to have the flexibility and to try to push for that fight to happen. So after the convention, we seen the WBC order um, a couple dozen fights that were amazing. You know, you could have had 2023 on fire had these fighters followed the mandate. I want to know, is Mauricio and the WBC going to, um, can we think about, not going to do wrong words, can we think about consequences? I don't think it's fair that Isaac Cruz and his father say, I don't want to fight Shakur even though the WBC ordered me because a fight with him would be boring. And then the next fighter say, you know what? That's a tough fight. I don't want to fight with him. I'm William Cepeda. I'll wait. And then George Camboso. Well, I just had two tough fights. I don't want to fight either. And everyone just allows themselves to be skipped over, but they don't lose position. They need to be dropped. They need to have consequences for showing that they don't want to fight for your belt. 
they don't even want to be in an eliminator for God's sake. So there needs to be a consequence because this is the most prestigious belt. How do you just say no to an opportunity at a championship title with no consequence? Doesn't make any sense. Maybe there is a consequence and we're not educated enough to know. I love your passion and, and I thank you for your words. Ramirez, uh, he was supposed to fight against Cepeda for the title. Uh, he uh, rightfully uh, chose to get his marriage, which was long overdue due to COVID-19. Uh, the WC positioned him as mandatory for the winner of Cepeda Progress. And then eventually he pulled out also of that fight, of the fight against Progress. So the consequence was he was dropped down to number six, I believe. Um, Isaac Cruz, uh, the fight has been ordered. It's still in the order. Uh, we have received communications from both sides. There are uh, a bit of uh, strong words between the camps. Uh, and we are assessing this matter next week to see what's going to happen. But uh, that would be a sensational fight, Isaac Cruz against Shakur Stevenson. But... We are not promoters. Uh, we have our, our guidelines and, and we have always tried to have the best mandatory contender online because for a unified champion or undisputed champion to have a, I don't want to say mediocre, but uh, not the best challenger as a mandatory does not serve the purpose of, of that rule. So I don't know if you know, but Top Rank has sent offers to Isaac, William, and now uh, ESPN has reported that they're in uh, negotiations for an April 8th fight in the Prudential Center with Shinshuro Yushino, who's number five. So that, that does mean that two people have said no. Um, well, so, yeah, just consequences, man. I think that, uh, you know, people should – once you, you work so hard to get there, you shouldn't want to be dropped from those rankings you know uh sean porter it wasn't your sanctioning body and thank god because what they did to him was unfair but as a champion he lost to kelbrook and then they dropped him from the top 15. so that's a bit excessive but you know if you don't want to fight maybe dropping from the top 15 uh makes sense but let me let me tell you something my father always used to tell me uh there is always this version, the other side version, and the truth in the middle. Mm. So you have to see both sides. You have to give everyone the opportunity to, to assess and to communicate. And boxing is complicated. Uh, uh, every promotion is independent. Every, you know, there's no league like uh, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, that there's a structure, there's a calendar. And... Uh, we just try to do our best to, to uh, lead fighters to a position to fight in the best circumstances. Sometimes they don't take place. Pacquiao, Mayweather, they met a few years too late, in my opinion. What would it take for you? I hope you, you know, because growing up in Mexico, maybe you don't know, but what would it take for you to be the Vince McMahon of boxing? Bring it all together under one roof. Is the WBC big enough? Has enough friends? Can can you do that? Is that a goal? Do you even think of that? Or do you just live in your reality and you know that it's too difficult for boxing to be 
centralized under one league and one commission. No, boxing is impossible to be in a position like that because it is the only sport in which the organization has absolutely nothing to do with the business. Uh, in NFL, NBA, World Wrestling Entertainment, etc., there's this league, this uh, organization which controls the teams, they sell the franchises, they control the TV rights, the sponsorship, everything that has to do with the sport and the competition. In boxing, uh, when the WBC was founded and formed, it was specifically and very clear that we would not have anything to do with the business side because that would be a great conflict of interest. So the WBC understands the difficulties, but uh, we are certain that the WBC uh, is the most important organization, the most coveted belt, and uh, our platform worldwide has uh, the world recognition. And But we also recognize there are other organizations because the nature of this sport, if you have networks that uh, demand championship fights and you have promoters that need to provide the network championship fights, that's how the other organizations have been founded and formed because of the demand for championship fights. But it is for the fan and the industry to categorize each one. So I, I don't uh, in any way... Uh, uh, talk about the other organizations, but we know and we can only respond for what we do. So I feel very proud of the WBC, the history of the WBC. It's Mohamed Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Pacquiao, Hagler, Hearns, Duran, Chavez, Mayweather, Canelo. So we do our best, but it is a sport that uh, it is not possible to put into one roof because tomorrow there will be another organization formed next day another one uh one group from england the other group from the orient etc etc so uh i was at the convention obviously and you said uh, in the case of the middleweights that charlo would get time um because he was going through some issues we seen him come out finally and then when he came out he was challenging 168 pounders and 175 pounders. Has there been any communication with you, the WBC and Charlo? Do we know what his plans are and what's going to happen with Carlos Adamas, who, you know, didn't want to be elevated and instead wanted to wait and fight the champion? Yes, we have uh, sent a communication to Charlo to assess exactly what is the situation. Uh, we did put the interim championship with Adames uh, in order to get the division and to get it straight. Uh, Charlo, unfortunately, he had been hoping for a fight with Canelo. Uh, he had uh, agreed to fight Munguia. Then it didn't happen. Uh, he got injured. So it is a matter. He's a great fighter, a great uh, person, a great friend a great champion. He deserves the time. Now it's time to address what is going to happen. He has not been in the ring for almost one year and a half, and uh, we're just waiting for a response so we can administer the middleweight division. Is there a timeline on these responses, or are you kind of just, you know, relaxed with that? No, we're waiting just for a response. 
there's usually a, uh, a time where they respond and then we address it. So it'll be a couple of weeks, I would say, at the latest, so we can have the middleweight division uh, on the way with our plan. Okay. Uh, so I got Ruin the 504, kind of something you touched on, but I guess is worded differently. It says, how can Earl Spence go up to 154, fight a guy that is supposed to be his mandatory at 147 and not get stripped? But you said he requested this. Well, you don't get stripped because he's fighting. He's active. He's fighting the, the fighter that was mandated. Uh, and there's many precedents, precedents of uh, champions fighting over the weight. And that's what I was saying before. We, after that fight, we will see if he decides to come back to Welter. Uh, he wants to try Super Welter. We will see what happens. But it, it is not against any rules. It is perfectly uh, under the rules. And that's why that fight is going to be a WBC official event. So, again, I'm not trying to get in your pockets or the WBCs, but just to be clear, he still has to pay sanctioning then for the fight. Well, it's an official WBC fight, and the WBC will certainly sanction the fight, yes. Okay. So then, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's a, it's a mandatory in some form. It's just out of the weight class. I mean, because if you're sanctioning it, he's paying the fee, the fight is... So another question someone had is, will there be a... Com like a com I, I'm, I'm horrible with that word, but you know, you made a, a Earl belt. You made, the, you know, you always make special belts for special occasions. Any special belt for this fight, being as though that the 47 technically is not on the line? I don't believe so. Um, usually we do, uh, you know, May 5th and September 16th for a reason, uh, June 19th for the Juneteenth, the Freedom Belt. Uh, but other belts that are uh, done as a special trophy for a great event are usually requested by the promoters, the fighters. It is agreed and it, 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 it has happened. For this fight, nothing has been discussed uh, at this time. But those belts are uh, trophies. They are not championships. So uh, I think it's it's clear. It gives uh, a added value and, and uh, just, just a beautiful art. But uh, it has no uh, uh, essence. Of, it has significance, but no repercussion. That's uh, it's not a championship. And at fifty-four, is there any silver? Because the interim is Sebastian Fondura. Is the silver vacant? And is there any possibility? Because you, Earl is still your champion, and if he's not gonna move down you know, he's going to be highly ranked at 54 anyway. So, I don't know, just making sure, trying to cross all my T's before you're gone. Well, th these are, this part of these discussions are, and I like it, it's like fans uh, trying to do fantasy matches, which is adorable. I like that. <laughs> um, uh, very unfortunately, Charlo injured and he will not fight uh, Sue at this time. We don't know if that fight is going to be uh, taking place at a later date. We will address that. We have uh, uh, Tony Harrison is a silver champion and Fundora uh, is the interim champion. Why did we order interim championship for Fundora? Because we wanted to make sure that the ultimate 
uh, unification for the undisputed took place, which was a rematch between Charlo and Castaño, which was a sensational fight. They drew in the first one, so we made, made everything possible for the second one. It was a great fight, and now Charlo is the undisputed champion. So these moves have a reason. They have a, 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 a administration, and at the end, it's basically to give the best fans that are possible uh, for to benefit for the industry and the fans and, and the boxers and the promoters and everyone. All right. Um, I have... Trav FDY in Texas says, would the WBC put the clean boxing program information on its site with the fighters' names and dates tested so we can see who's being tested and how often? Is that information available and, and could it be made available to the public or is that, you know, confidential? No, it's not confidential. We often send out reports, uh, but that's a good idea. Um, uh, the clean boxing problem has been working very, very hard, efficiently. Last year, we did over 550 tests. Uh, and uh, it is something that is a top priority of the WBC. And uh, I will look into that on the to see if we can create a microsite inside the WBC page where the information of the clean boxing program is. Nothing I... is Nothing is private, so... It is. It has no, no, why not? We could have it there, yes. James Valdez says, I personally feel, from San Antonio, excuse me, I personally feel like you've been doing a great job with the WBC. My question, what's Thank some you. of your memorable moments since this endeavor? Um, I have been in boxing since I can remember. Uh... Maybe he refers, since I have been president, uh, my father passed away nine years ago on Monday, and a month later I was, thank you, uh, a month later I was elected president, and I think the clean boxing program is one of my biggest uh, prides, uh, The even though the some fans or media don't like the franchise designation, worked sensational in in super welter in lightweight and super fly today there's no franchise um the unity of boxing uh, we have kept the wbc as united with the same principles with the same values that my father had with his peers and just the great relationship that i personally enjoy and as an organization with the champions before, during, and after their years of glory. Um, I feel very happy being in, in boxing, and it just has uh, great moments, great memories all the time. Speaking of the clean boxing program, any updates on Connor Ben, who feels he's being put on the shelf and that there's no reason this should be taken this long, he said publicly, and he's asking the WBC to help him? Well, he can fight. He's free to fight. Oh, He's okay. not in any way suspended. He, oh. the WBC, has the obligation to, con, con, to do the whole process. Um, we received a, a document from his team, which I, made a, I, made, I, I mentioned it publicly, 270 pages. And within that, that document, there are many matters that need 
further investigation and action. So this is nothing that can be simply resolved by sympathy or by saying uh, X, Y, or C. You have to go into the facts because there are legal implications as well. So uh, we will have to take all the time necessary. And to give you an example, we received that document. We sent back a letter to the lawyers and it took three weeks for them to respond. So it is not uh, that we have stalled uh, the case. We are actively working on it and, and we're just following the protocol. Okay. Uh, I have Brandon in Houston. It says, hi, Mauricio. Thanks for coming on. Can Anue Anue, Anue Anue petition to the WBC to move up and fight your 122-pound champion, Stefan Fulton? If so, how soon would that be addressed? Well, very soon. Uh, he's a great champion. Uh, he did send a letter to the WBC uh, announcing his vacating of the bantamweight and his desire to compete in super bantamweight in the WBC. So we are addressing that matter, and uh, that would be a sensational match if it if it's done. So going back to the bend, there was some speculation, rumors on the internet that the contamination was to blame on the behalf of Vada. Any truth to that? That's and I that's, mean the contamination on, of Ben's sample. That's something I cannot respond because it has the legal implications that I referred to. That's why a complete investigation has to take place, and uh, anything I say would be just simply speculation. Got you, got you. Well, I think we're wrapping up. I got. Uh, Houston, he says, will the winner of Benavidez plant be named Canelo's mandatory? Yes, uh, the winner of that fight will be the mandatory of the WBC in the super middleweight division. Uh, we are assessing uh, Canelo's recovery after his surgery and uh, therapeutic treatment. And uh, we will see what are the plans. At this time, we have to wait for the fight to take place. And then we will see uh, during that time uh, the time to order the mandatory for the division. And uh, normally the rules state that it would be 12 months after the fight, right? So it's not like we're in, getting in the no. same year. Uh, no, 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 because uh, Canelo's mandatory took place, uh, you know, when he won the WBC super middleweight, it was Versus Yerdum. It was, no, against Callum Smith. Okay. Then he did Gilderim, which was a mandatory at that time, which I already addressed. It was, uh, I feel very sorry for that. Uh, it should have been a great fight. It was not. Uh, and then we all agreed he, he in, embarked in a goal to become undisputed. So everything was open for that. Last year, he did fight over, over the, the, the weight. And then that's why we order uh, Benavides to fight an interim title. And then uh, the Triple G fight was already on the schedule. So everything has been uh, processed and we're just waiting. It should be a great year in that division as well. Now, Charles Conwell uh, just fought, I want to say it's for a version of the WBC beneath the interim. Um, there is... Some rumors that 
the order of Harrison and Fondora isn't happening. According to Samson himself, he's saying Tony Harrison doesn't want it. I spoke to Harrison, and, you know, when I, I sent them the video and, you know, the audio, and I'm like, champ, you know, Samson is saying you don't want the fight. He said, let him think that. So, you know, that's all he gave me. Have you heard if they are coming into an agreement? Are we not getting Harrison Fondora in that eliminator? And can we somehow get... Conwell, who just stepped up. Yeah, Conwell fought a, a semi-final elimination, a official WBC-sanctioned bout, but without being a final elimination or anything that would give him any uh, specific uh, rights uh, for the future. Uh, basically, what happened in Acapulco, you were there, it was awkward because uh, Tony Harrison is a trainer of Alicia Baumgartner. So when when the WBC approved a, a, a title defense for Fundora uh, because uh, Charlo was going to fight Sue, uh, she stepped up and she mentioned Harrison and in a way portrayed that she would represent him officially. But that is... Uh, something that has to be cleared up. Uh, to be clear, uh, Harrison is in a great position. He's the number one contender, and uh, he will be addressed in one way or another. It is uh, what people say. It's easy. You can read it, and, and it can be said, but it has to be everything documented. So we have sent the letters to every single weight category everything that was discussed at the convention. As soon as we, I don't know if you saw the report we sent uh, maybe two weeks ago, it's, it fully outlines the year. And uh, things happen throughout the year, and we update that, and we, we make that release so everything is transparent. We will see what the Harrison situation is, the Fundora and the Charlo. It's a good division, active, but uh, there are things that have to be addressed and, and resolved. I'm sorry to double back to this, but obviously this is live and uh, people continue to f want to know uh, something that I'm, I'm sure you answered when you said that, you know, you would assess it after the fight with Earl. But uh, if Earl, I mean, if, if, if Keith loses, he loses his mandatory status as well, because regardless of weight class, correct? I don't want to speculate. I don't want to. I, I already uh, made it very clear. Win or lose, we will see both fighters if they want to continue in welterweight or move up in super welterweight. So be patient. Uh, as fan, I am a big sports fan. I understand uh, the questions and I appreciate them. And, and it, it helps us to see the interest in topics. But uh, we have to be, uh, you know, uh, take the time and... and let the things happen so there are facts where we can administrate and make the rulings. Uh, I guess finally um, and, and lastly, uh, Deontay Wilder, Andy Ruiz, have you gotten any update? You've mandated that. There has been some rumors of a possible March, April, but nothing solid. Um, are we getting that mandated ordered fight? Well, I hope so. I surely hope so. Both are great former champions, the winner will create a, 
WBC mandatory of the highest stature. So I hope that fight takes place. Yes. All right. I want, let me just refresh, make sure I don't leave any of these people behind, but I do think we might be done. And I want to appreciate you, obviously, for taking out the time to answer the questions. And that's what I was telling them before you came on. You know, no matter how tough the questions are, you always come back. No matter what ruling the WBC has, you never hide. You're always around to, you know, educate us when we think we know more than you on the situation. And, 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 and again, you never shy away, you know. So I just appreciate you and everything that you do. Uh, it looks like we did get to everything, so thank you. If you want to give out your social media, please do so. Yes, yes. Uh, and thank you for the opportunity. I love to be in contact with the fans. And uh, you have been always uh, clear, solid. You are uh, tough. And uh, we have had uh, discussions, but always friendly and with respect. So these forums help me very much. I like it very much. Uh, we have the 60th anniversary coming up. This year is the WBC 60th anniversary. Many celebrations. Foreman became WBC champion 50 years ago. Chavez uh, sold out the Aztec Stadium 30 years ago. And many things happen. So we're going to be very active in celebrating uh, life through boxing this year. It's time to get to football. Enjoy the NFL. I'm a big Cowboys fan, and I hope uh, we have some luck on on Monday night. Are, are, are you back in Acapulco for, for the 60th? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, right now we have Kazakhstan as the site. However, the developments regarding war, we will see what, what will happen. Before we you go, T.O. and Regis. Before you go, T.O. and Regis, because T.O. seems to think that he can't fight Regis because of Probellum, but Probellum put on an event with Marv Nation in L.A. There was no issues there. T T uh, Regis won the belt from Cepeda. What's your thoughts on T.O. Regis? Great fight. Uh, I don't get involved in, in he say, I say, she said, whatever. Let's see. Hopefully it will happen and... And it's a great fight. Now Regis has a voluntary because Ramirez pulled out, and we'll see what happens in the near future. All right, Mauricio, thank you so much. Go and enjoy the rest of the day and appreciate you. Thank you. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the WBC, always stepping up to the plate. Look, man, uh, hate him or love it, at least he answers the question, bro. You know I've been trying to get Paco in that seat for, like, 12 years. I've literally met him interviewed him, exchanged numbers, we talk on WhatsApp, but bro, to get him in the seat, it ain't easy. It ain't easy, man. And uh, I know we didn't get the answers we want. Um, just to, you know, kind of review everything, um, Earl fighting Keith doesn't mean win or lose. I mean, Earl possibly could still be the WBC champ. Thurman could be elevated to champ if Earl decides to go up. It's crazy because he left it open. He's saying they're going to assess it after um, the fight, which is, which is crazy. Uh, it, did, uh, it did show that, that, that Earl got that power. 
I mean, you're fighting your mandatory above the weight, and they're going to allow it to satisfy the mandatory. I mean, if he wasn't going to do that, he would have just said, no, it's not a mandatory. But he said it's a WBC-sanctioned event. Earl's paying sanction and fees. The only thing is that the motherfucking belt ain't on the line. So it will be a mandatory it will be satisfying something. Listen, we got the phone lines open if you want to call in. Discord is also open if you want to voice your opinion. And I got Twitter spaces. If you want to talk, you can talk. If not, we can end it and everybody go their separate ways. It is Saturday. We'll be back later on for some live fight chats and some boxing. But if you want to talk about the interview, the number to call, 1425-569-5241. Press one, one time. Voice your opinion right here. Voice of the People Hotline. Don't forget to add me on Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, go ahead and retweet so we get some new callers in here. And same thing on, on YouTube, man. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that thumbs up button and share the show. If you share the show, you're going to help us grow. And again, it's like I said, man, numbers is power. Without that power, we can't get them interviews. Um, look, Brandon told me I get me a WBO contract. I've been gave you the president number, man. You playing all types of games. I got the president. I don't got I don't I only deal with the pres, man. I got every president number. I've I've I ain't gonna front. I I, I dropped the ball with the WBA because they approved me to go to the convention and I left them, you know, I couldn't make it. After going to the WBC, it was just too hard to go to the WBA and the WBC. Basically, Two months, uh, not two months, but two weeks from, uh, uh, apart. You know what I mean? It was it was just too much. But I got no callers. Damn! All these people tuning in and no. Okay, why so serious? What up, Jonathan Sims, Ohio? What up, What up, brother? I seen you, brother, but he didn't answer, man. He didn't want to answer. You seen the way he answered? He said they're gonna assess it after the fight. Well, on, we'll get to that. Seems like I'm the only call. First and foremost, hope your day is going well. Can't and complain. I thought you did a fantastic job. Appreciate it. You know, it. despite our differences with morals, values, and principles, which it pained me to hear you utter those words prior, prior, prior. But great job. Great questions and great tone and flow of the conversation. This is one of the things that really make me a fan of you as a, um, you know, your show and as a person, right? Like you're a smart, intelligent guy. And when you conduct yourself like this, it's really hard to not like you. And what he said about you was so accurate and true. You're very good for the sport when you're level-headed. So great freaking job and thank you. Um, he didn't answer, like you said, the way we want it, but we at least got something. It's something to talk about here in the future. And it just shows us that, what you know, in boxing, things continue to evolve and open itself. What we think we know sometimes go that way, and then sometimes it goes the opposite. So that's why we have to be open and optimistic about things. I think one thing that it clearly showed, like you said, Earl has power, but, you know, talking to these uh, sanctioning bodies can help push boxing in a better direction. And you talked about getting the invite to the other sanctioning bodies. I think what we should probably try to do is strategically develop an on and off plan where one year you go to, say, two 
And then the next year you go to the other two to keep the balance and it's just not always chasing one. But nah, Mauricio, I would, man, I would love, bro. It's, it's, it, they just, like, look, didn't he say, like, Kazakhstan? My man about to go to some Stan somewhere. They, and, 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 and IBF had it in China. Like, yo, I don't know, man. How soon do you know when they plan them? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say 90 days, but sometimes I feel like it don't even be 90, bro. You don't think they know a year out, two years out where they plan to Mauricio, go? The Mauricio, Mauricio, definitely. Well, whoever, whoever we could find out, that we could try to plan around that and just rotate it, right? So then we get the exposure to all, and it's like Mauricio is always going to be available for us, and obviously we don't want to take that for granted, but we also want to put the pressure on the other um, sanctioning bodies to say, "Hey, step up like Mauricio is. Answer these questions." And when, like, when you when they do what Mauricio does. It helps us more be more educated. It makes the sport better because now we're not saying stupid stuff. And then the fighters are looking at us like, you don't even know what you're talking about. It was like, no, the sanctioning body specifically said this or addressed that. And this is how we're going about it. So, again, thank you so much for your platform and then bringing him on, being swift to bring him on to address those things. And like this, I appreciate the conversation. It was great dialogue. And. Um, somebody asked a question about getting him in the Hall of Fame, and I think one day you might even find yourself in there. Hey, man, I'll take it. <laughs> the I'll take boy. it. Shout out to, who was that? Shout out to Jean, Sean Jatel, man. He's the first videographer that got inducted into the Boxing Writers Association. So he's one of the... See what I'm saying? He's one of the, he's one of the uh, I guess, so, members so now. What is what is your takeaway, especially from I'm glad you asked about people getting dropped too. Um he didn't want to specifically say he agreed with you, but I guarantee you he liked that idea and they're gonna implement something because it's not fair for the up and coming and then those who do want to fight and then I think what Mauricio should do is get the feedback from the fighters. Like Shakur spoke on it and I believe other fighters will. And if the fighters can come to an agreement that if you skip out on the opportunity, you get passed up, then I think that's something that they'll be willing to enact. Um, but before I go, just overall, what's your assessment, especially of the Earl situation and Keith? Like, how do you feel as a boxing fan? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty bullshit. I, I, I get anybody who's going to be mad at the WBC because it's like... um. You know, they basically showing that PBC and Earl got favor. Like, he's not at 54. It should be no reason that it's a mandatory, but he's making it okay by saying it's still a WBC event and he's still paying sanction. And so it's, like, all good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I want the hair scratcher. Like, I, I don't get that, especially at 54, and I think that's going to set a bad precedent. If, if they don't play this right, because now we're talking about mandatory being fulfilled at another weight with no belt on the line, which almost creates an exhibition match. So they are going to have to be real careful with this and how they proceed um, with, with based off the results, because this can open up a whole nother realm of things and it can get ugly. No, nah, I hear you, man. So that's that's all I got, man. Thanks, thanks for the show, and I'm gonna be listening in. All right, brother. Appreciate you calling in, Jonathan Sims. Uh, we're going out to 
N-O. New Orleans, what up? N-O. I'm a, whoa, whoa. There you go. I'm a audio sound. You straight. I I I caught the tail end of the interview, but basically, um, I just heard the phone call. So they're having a fight at 154, but is it mandatory for 147? Uh, not officially, man. He said after they fight, they will assess it. I mean, what 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 is it to assess? I don't understand. Like, what is? Yeah, man. All right, if if one fighter win, one fighter lose, what you have to assess? I don't really get that. Cause he said he don't know who's staying and who's going. Okay, so so all right, so let's say, let's say, let's say for some strange reason Thurman win, and Thurman stays at one forty-seven, then he. He would get the WBC title. Uh, he didn't want to commit to anything, so that is open. It it is possible. Okay, so that's it's a possibility, but we don't know it to be factual. Alright, and so if Earl if Earl lose and come down back to 147 to fight Crover, it probably would still like we we didn't really find nothing out today. Oh well, well, what we do know the fight gonna be at one fifty four. That's for sure. That fight, fight gonna be at one fifty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know, but I don't see. Like, if if you if you tell me now, I don't know if you cool, but if you tell me if if Thurman take the fight at one fifty four, but he still get the title if he wins. I don't see if wrong Thurman with that. wins, I believe that if Thurman wins and he's staying at 47, he will get the title. And that's why they're not saying nothing. Earl is the one so, that ain't coming down. Earl only coming down if he win and the negotiations go good with Crawford. And that's just an assumption. Right. All right. Yeah. So that, that got to be the plan. So, I mean, if Thurman get the title, if he win, I don't have a problem with it, to be honest, bro. Long day fucking fight, get that shit out of the way, and that mandatory out of the way. I'm cool with it. If Thurman, you know, if Thurman had to accept it, that's, you see what I'm saying? Whether you feel like whoever right or wrong, the WBC, they mandating the shit, they letting the fight go down, Thurman accepting it. Thurman could have forced their hand and like, ah, fuck that. It's 147, or uh, else. Mm-hmm. Need a mandatory. So he had to accept it. So if, like I said, if he get the title, if he win, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? So, and um, after that, long as we get the Crawford fight, bro, I'm cool. I that, that's the fight I really want. Spence Crawford. This I I never you already know I never wanted the Thurman fight anyway. So this this is some shit that's just happening right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like like I said, if for some strange reason Thurman win the fight. I think he should get that title. You know what I'm saying? So we we're gonna see what happens. And like like Jonathan Sam said, they gotta play W the WBC gotta play this right, Ness. They gotta play this shit right. If some strange shit go on, how how you gonna stop the next fight? How you gonna stop the next fight from happening like this? You gonna open up a can of worms. So we gonna if he say he gonna assess it and make the right assessment, 
I mean, I don't think I don't think it'll be too much backlash and no shit like that. That's my call, but I just hope they I hope they made the right call with this. Alright, champ. Stone Bone, Colorado. What up, what up, what up? What up with you? Man, bless, man, bless, man. I just want to, uh, quick little second, man. I want to say, tell my brother to keep his head up, man. We just had my uh, sister-in-law's funeral yesterday, man. My brother going oh, my through condolences. it. She died from cancer, man. And the whole Omaha's morning, man. We with you, Chuck. Keep your head up, man. We we love y'all. Shout out to the Smith family. <clears throat> but look at this, Ness. <clears throat> if Keith Thurman win this, if he beat Earl, he should really be a two-time unified champion, right? Mm-hmm. He would only be a two-time WBC champion, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody else has agreed to say, hey, if we lose, if you win up there at 54, this is going to satisfy that, and you get to be our champion. So if he loses, he just loses one belt and still gets to hold two belts hostage. Yep. So what Boo's going to have to go fight somebody else, another Russian or some dude we never heard of. Who the WB uh, Virgil gonna have to fight another? What what's really going on? You know what Earl should just do? He should just fight Terrence Crawford and agree the winner to fight Keith. Just keep it a buck. He should just fight Bud at one forty seven and the winner. If they say they fight in fucking April or May, the winner needs to fight Keith in August September. It needs to be a time frame where they gotta fight Keith. The issue is that Earl said he needed that. Fight, remember? Then he gonna spin the block. Man, he gonna. That's spin what I'm saying. If it, if if he would skip this fight and go straight into Bud, then it, we won't have no issue. No issue at all. And 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 I'm 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 gonna say this. It'll be embarrassing for Keith to win this fight and then he fight Bud and it's not for undisputed because Earl holding two belts and ain't even in the division really, like. Let Keith get that opportunity. No matter what you think about him, he is a former unified champion. He dropped his belt so Porter and uh, Danny could fight for it. They wasn't like on the, I didn't hear no major pressure campaign to strip Keith. Keith willingly vacated his belt to let two of his comrades, he beat both of them anyway, fight for the belt, right? Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> and now Earl want to hold three belts, hostage, move up, give Keith a shot at one belt. And the problem is, Keith is going to have to agree to pay a portion of a sanctioning fee for a WBC sanctioned fight where there's a possibility he might not even get a belt. They haven't even made that understanding that if he win, he get the belt. So you could be the unified champion and get no rewards for it. That, should, that, that win should make Keith Thurman a bona fide Hall of Fame fighter, right? But if he just beat Earl in a different division and they're not even sure it's a title fight, Nah, they, they they truly showing you that belts don't matter no more, bro. Like, you know you getting in the history books and somehow you not going to sue. You not going to say no. He the one can't fight. He the one can't defend his belt. He the one asking for special, incons- uh, you know, circumstances. It's crazy to me. Um, But what are you going to do? All right, man. It's, it's disappointing, man, because I, I just feel like these guys risking it. And this, so what this gonna look? So in the, when you look at Earl Boxer, like when I always talk about Bud, he has he has not been in a non-title fight since he fought Ricky Burns, and what was that like 2014? So 
You're talking all of this time is every fighter has been, he's either been the champion or fighting to take the champion's belt or unification since then. So now we're going to have this dip where people are going to be like, hold on, how did Earl and Keith fight when he's a unified champion? And it wasn't a, the history is going to look at that weird. They're going to be like, was it an exhibition? Like, was he suspended like Muhammad Ali? Yeah, it's going to, people going to be wondering, like, what the hell happened right there? It's setting a bad precedent. They're cheating Keith. And Keith done gave everything to the, he done gave everything to the, he the one, he fought Pacquiao first. He done gave everything to the sport. And Al ain't right for doing him like that. This is the person you got to, he might need to call Al and say, what did I do? Like, I fought Thurman, I fought for you, I fought, I, I fought Danny on the biggest race PBC has ever got. I fought Sean Porter. I fought Pacquiao when you basically wanted to sacrifice me to him to, to make that deal work in Pacquiao's favor. I don't know, bro. This disappointing, man. But all right, Ness, man. It's, <laughs> this, this, this comedy hour, man. Bro, you know what's so funny? Um, I hope somebody could send it to me. Send me that video, but a clear one, man. Give me the one from Top Brand. Where, where, where Earl and Bud meet, um, at the at the hooker fight. I watched that yesterday. It came up on a YouTube short, and it was zoomed in, and it was good audio. And you know, someone called in here the other day and said, "When did Earl tell Crawford to get a belt? Show me." Well, it was obviously said at some point because Crawford told Earl to his face, you told me to get a belt and I got one. Now you tell me I ain't fight nobody. And Earl's response was, Sean Porter got a belt. So Earl, uh, you know, Crawford just laughs like, you a smart dude, but not smart enough. But it's starting to look like the writing's on the wall. You understand? Back then, it was only one dude that wanted to fight right then and there. We had a dude talking business. Oh, why wouldn't I get an easy belt on my side of the street? And it made sense. It puts you in the definite A side. You understand? Picking up that those belts on the side on his side of the street made him the A side. There's no denying. That's why we ain't got the fight. But, truth be told, he could have fought him right then and there. He said, I'm going to fight Sean. It's just that simple, man. Um, Stunner, what up? Stunner, New Jersey. All right, we're going to Al... In the Bay. What up? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Ness? Hey, man. It's crazy. Something smells fishy. And I guess it's the big fish. Because it's like... you seen them dancing around that, that whole topic of, of Thurman and Spence. And he didn't want to say, oh, he's going to give up the belt. Or he's not going to give up the belt. They kind of danced around that whole topic. And it's like, it's like, what deal did y'all make? And like the call before, he was like, like, dang, like they doing Thurman wrong. Like, I don't want the out. Like, 
yo, I thought this was supposed to be managing me. You know? So it's like, you know, what's really going on? Like, who pockets really getting fat at the end of the day? So, you know, it's only bringing more questions than answers right now. Hmm. Al in the Bay, man, appreciate you. Got a couple super chats. Uh, we last left off at five. He said, I meant like tank situation, doing nothing with the belt. I got James Benitez, $20 super chat. He says, showing love, champ. You the best in the business, man. Thank you so much. For just tuning in, man. London Runs Boxing, $9 Super Chat says, check your DMs. Actually, that's uh, nine pounds. And then 18 pounds, he says, thanks, Ness. And uh, he wanted me to ask the Connor Ben question. Luis Hernandez, $2 Super Chat says, best boxing podcast on YouTube. Glove emoji, thank you. Mexican emoji, and I don't know what that flag is. Is that Panama? Maybe. James Benitez back at us with another one. He says, $5 Super Chat. Will the WBA and the IBF be on board if Spence loses for Keith to be their representative? This ish complicated, Ness. Could we get Keith Crawford? Um, I mean, if Keith wins, I doubt that Crawford wants to fight Earl. But can you imagine if Keith wins, what fuckery are we going to have? No belt. To, to undispute with Crawford. With, I mean, it's crazy. Rice Eater back at us with a $5 Super J. He says, FYI, uh, someone did a stream on you the other day attacking you for your stance on not wanting to pay for beltless Spence at 54 versus Thurman. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, since I had that stance, a lot of Earl Spence channels have been kind enough to share our episode and share the boxing voice and... Truth be told, uh, on my own personal IG, I'm at 5,451. So they're doing an amazing job helping me grow. And here on YouTube, we're about closing in on 64,000. So I appreciate all those Earl Spence channels um, that got upset and helped share the show. You know, uh, that's the, you know, they, they they wanted to tell everybody how corny I am, but it worked backwards. Like, this month, we've gotten double the amount of subs. So, shout out to you guys. Um, But I do got another super chat here from CTC, Connecting the Culture. Basically, the PBC and WBC trying to keep Bud from... KWGO knocking out nope keeping Bud from Keith with nope have no clue what KWGO could stand for Keith won't go over five. No, I don't know. I don't know. He left. It's so undone. The message. C Dub, what up? Hello. 
C-Dub. Yo. 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 Bruh, what is wrong with this dude? All right. Looks like we got a couple other callers on the landline. If you want to call in, the number to do so is 1425-569-5241. Press 1. One time. Voice your opinion right here. Voice of the people hotline. I got Big Boss. Nino, what up? Yo, you can help me? Yes, sir. Yo, I just want to give you your flowers, dog. Great episode yesterday. This shit like ESPN, bro. You know what I'm saying? We don't get too much boxing, new boxing content every single day. Appreciate you, man. Channel right here, you know what I'm saying? I be tuned in to this shit every day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <clears throat> with the whole Earl situation, like I said a couple days ago, this whole situation, some bullshit with this whole 154. He need to go and let go of the belts or they should make him defend his belts. Because it's just the fact that he fighting his mandatory at a different weight. Like, I don't even remember this shit ever happening. Like, if it happened, can you please remind me? Because I don't remember this happening. Like, somebody being a mandatory and they don't give him their title shot, but they going to fight him at a higher weight. You know what I'm saying? That shit crazy. But like Mauricio said, man, he was beating around the bush on it. Um, if Keith do win... I don't see why he can't get all the motherfucking bills. Like, they need to put a stipulation in the contract or something, like, where Earl loses the belts if he loses the fight. Like, ain't no reason why he should be able to fight his mandatory. And if he loses the uh, fight, Keith should only get one of them. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm the same one who uh, said Keith do deserve his shot because out of that crop, out of Sean Porter and all them, you feel me? Keith Thurman was the man at one point before he took that layoff and then he lost to Pacquiao. So I do feel like he should get his shot against Earl, but he need to get it at 147. And like you said, he just holding up the division now because, shit, that nigga ain't come out with no shirt that said KT on it. It said TC on it. So we want to see Crawford. And I don't know what this nigga on right now. I don't feel it. Don't nobody believe he's going to fight at 54 and then go back down to 47. Don't nobody believe that shit. So he need to let go of them belts. But that's all I got on this call. Like I said, man, I appreciate the content. Keep that shit going. Appreciate you, champ. Uh, looks like we might have a long distance number. Possibly UK. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Let me see. Uh... Who's this? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the UK. What, I'm French. What's your name, champ? Patrick. Patrick, go for it. No, I mean, I would just like to know what's going on if, uh, if uh, let's say, um, Arrow beat uh, Keith. What's going on with uh, Charlo? Charlo at 54 or at 60? Yeah, not 54. No. He, he's injured and he has a mandatory with Tim Zhu from Australia. Yeah, but so it means that they will still be fighting in the same in the same. Well, division. Tim, Tim <laughs> Zhu's out here in, in Vegas. He looks to be getting ready for some sort of fight. I think he's going to fight before 
the Charlo fight because Charlo's injured. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, from what I've done, well, first of all, like, great show and, you know, really good work that you do. with uh, Appreciate with it, brother. Right? Thank you, man. Just, just, to give, just to give you a flowers. I know you're a bit biased sometimes with things, but your work is like, you're doing excellent work, man. Thank you, brother. Um, Thank you. And truth be told, um, we all have some bias in us, in us, man. We all like and favor something or someone. That's just how it is. Yeah, because you, but you're so powerful, man, that your bias is, like, even more powerful than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I love your show, and I keep going. Um, the, last, the other thing is, like, I'd like to know, <clears throat> I think, from what I've heard from uh, Suleiman, is, like, my, my conclusion of that is basically the money is over the belt now, nowadays. That's basically what's happening. Mm. Um. That sucks. It feels, it feels to me like, like the fact that Earl ne never wants well, didn't want to to fight uh, Keith, and now that the table turned, he's trying to, he's basically trying to make Keith pay by, you know, by basically making him fight on a higher weight and not basically uh, Keith being even able to get a belt if he wins. So that's and because like Earl's a bit of a cash cow, it feels like that. That's what's happening now. It's uh, just the money ruling. I'm yeah, man. Yeah, so, er Earl definitely flexing yeah, his A-side muscle. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And now, like, the, the, the sanctioning bodies, they're just going... They're not even going about... They don't, it feels like they don't even care about death anymore. They just care about the the, the money that they can generate. And that, that, that's the head going. I mean, yeah, man. That's 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 my that's my conclusion of things anyway. I mean, all right, but, brother. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in. Sell in Milwaukee. All right, Ness, you hear me? I do. All right, check this out. Hey, uh, I ain't been, you know, I ain't been around in a minute. But did you apologize to uh Terrence Crawford yet? Live on I mean, your show. I mean, he came on the show. I beat him in chess. Hey, I'm saying, did you apologize to him though? I mean, I, I technically I did though on the show, but you know, okay. once I beat you, I don't really okay. got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with I you. I remember the next. The mess I know was talking about how Spence was going to do this. He's better and all this, bigger, stronger, and all that shit. All that shit went out the window once he became a duck then, right? I mean, I don't understand why this is the only sport that's like that. I think everybody is entitled to change their mind regardless of the situation, especially if you get new information. You know, Ness, like I can't just question, I can't follow someone blindly because when I first met them, they was the truth. No pun intended. OK, I, I can I can rock with that. Right. I, I definitely can rock with that. No doubt. But my whole stance was you was getting on Crawford fan, but just pointing out the obvious that niggas was running from Crawford. You I mean, back Crawford, then he wasn't nobody. running. Back then, back then, Spence was, 
No, he was fighting Danny. He was fighting Sean. And he was fighting Ugas. Now is when you're doing the stuff that don't make sense. Like, if this would have been a mandatory at 47, we can't say nothing. Like, we couldn't say nothing about Cavalaskis. We can't get mad at your mandatory. Only reason I'm mad and they mad at me is because I'm not a Spence dick rider that's just going to be like, oh, this ain't at 50, this ain't at 47, and he's, oh, oh, all right, let him, let him do his thing. Nah, they ain't like that. He got to get stripped like everybody else or defend that belt. Uh, but I got to go, though, next, but peace and blessings, my boy, and I'll holler at you on the next one. All right. Looks like we're going to be getting... Shadeja, are you there? Because I ain't even hit his ring. You there, champ? Can you hear me? Yes, okay. I am. What's well, going that on? That didn't work, champ. Give me one sec. Let me see. You got You're going me now? in and out. I can go. hear you. We good. We good. So what's up, champ? This is Shadeja Green. She is your WBC champion, silver champion at 168. She is the mandatory to Franchon Cruz. And you do have a date. You do have a date for February. No opponent yet, right? Yeah, man. We trying to get this locked in. Um, I got a really, really huge announcement. That's a part of the announcement. So I can't really give too many details, but once it's locked in, I'll be able to make that. That's coming from the big bosses up top. So, um, you know, I'm just waiting on the, the okay and the opponent, you know, God willing. Uh, there heavy rumors that you're going to be on the Amanda Serrano card. So it don't take a rocket scientist. You, <laughs> you going to be signing a match room or is it going to be MVP? Cause that's the only, those are the two ways is Amanda Serrano MVP and the cards happening on, on the zone. So it's only one of the two. And well, you're headed in the right direction, but like I said, I can't, I can't, I can't say, you know, what's what, I mean, they, they're taking their time with this and, um, I understand it's a business and they like to do things a certain way, but, um, um, I can't speak too much on it, but I'm, I'm excited, man. My future is looking amazing along with the work that I'm putting in. It's looking like, um, Shadeja Green is not going to be under the radar too much longer for real. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm very, very happy for you. Um, have you started to like assess what females are on that side of the street or are you just, you know, soaking in the moment, you know, happy that all the hard work is finally paying off and you got yourself a deal? Well, I'm soaking in the moment, moment, of course, you know, um, I'm blessed. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing that's going on. Um, but, uh, we all know who I got my eyes set on. Um, I want to fight Franchon Cruz, the super middleweight, undisputed world champion. Um, I've, I've seen her on your show a couple of days ago, and she wants to fight the names and the big names that will bring out the money. But, you know, what's taking place on my behalf, um, I'll be the biggest name. So let's see if the duck is because of the, the platform that I supposedly don't have or the, the, the bag that I supposedly don't have or What's what, you know, um, politics can only play a part for so long and then the truth reveals itself. So I'm ready. But um, whatever it is that my team wants to do and that we sign up to do, I'm willing to do, you know, um, that's what Shit. it is. 
I ain't on front. Like, I've seen you spar all types of high-caliber men. You know, uh, Conwell, Dervianchenko, Hakeem. I mean, the names go on and on. Yeah. But I, I was watching that Franchon fight again, man. She is a dog. Like, mm-hmm. like um, I don't know that she could be knocked out. I know you got a lot of knockouts. Do you think it's because they haven't um, focused solely on her body? Or do you think maybe, yeah, she's just the type that can't be put down or out? You have those fighters um, who who just can't be put out or put down, you know, but they can be beat, you know. Um, skills and talent and hard work. And uh, the way that I work is, is, is unmatched, um, not taking anything away from her. Um, there's a Franchon Cruz in my gym, you know, right now that I get great work with. And he's a man and he's heavier, he's bigger, who... <laughs> who applies that pressure and, you know. So I need you to uh, paint that for us because how is there a Franchon Cruz that's a man? Because she, she's undisputed. So what She's undisputed. Mean? So not necessarily in, as far as the undisputed is concerned, but um, I have a guy that I work with on a daily basis, a secret. Um, you know, Terrific is a well-rounded, renowned trainer. Barry Porter is a well-rounded, renowned trainer. And and um, there's not one time that I go into sparring and I'm I'm getting easy work. We paint the picture for the future, uh, for the up and coming. For any, we we have a style and and terrific brings that type of work for for any a possible opponent that there is. We get the, I got some of the best sparring in the world. I got some of the best sparring in the world. Um, like I said, um, you know Rajon Chance with the speed. Uh, Julian, who's an up and coming amateur, who's heavyweight, is getting better along the way. Like I said, it reminds me of that heavy punching, knockout punching. This is a heavyweight guy. Um, Ian Green, who's as sharp as a knife, man. I mean, like I said, he's one of he's becoming one of my favorite fighters right over here from Patterson, New Jersey, who's fighting next week on a Don King card. Um, just went to rank to number 10 in the world at 160. You guys need to keep your eyes out from him. He got heavyweight power. So I'm really getting in there with some of the best. Tank, not the Gervonta, but we got a guy named Tank who has one-punch knockout power. Um, you know, Norman Neely, you know, he just took an unfortunate loss. But these are some of the the some of the greatest contenders around in Patterson, New Jersey. Hakeem Nurse, of course. I'm getting some of the best work that I can possibly get, and it's consistent. That's what you need to know, that I'm training whether I have a date or not. I'm always in the gym. Much respect to what Franchon has done. Um, styles make fights. Um, there will be some wars. You know, There's when you're at that top level tier, she's earned her way to call herself, but she is a champion. There's, there, you know, if there's a war to be had, then, then it's a war. If not, then it's not. But mm, she lost her. Must have got a call or drop. I'm sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Whatever it is, I'm prepared for it. That's all I'm saying. So there's some rumors that they're trying to make. I mean, obviously in the convention, Marv Nation was trying to make the Raquel Miller fight, but I'm hearing that they're not trying to approve your opponents. How likely is it Raquel? Because it seems like short notice. Isn't that fight February 2nd? Um, we're trying to get a fight for February 4th. Um, yes, the the WBC is not just approving opponents. Um, 
uh, opponents like. Hmm. She's busy today. That's all them phone calls. Sorry, as she hopefully comes back. And when she does, we'll continue and finish up on that interview. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to smash the thumbs up button as we have the WBC Silver Champion, 168 pounds. She's going to be taking on Franchon Cruz. Let me tell you, this is going to be a very good fight. Franchon is a uh, high output and uh, bad. Uh, she's just bad. You know what I mean? She, she, she has that punch resistance without a doubt. Champ. Yeah, that's my mom. She keep calling me. We talk all day. But um, again, just to to get back to what you were saying, Raquel Miller and um those top tier opponents. Um, I wouldn't even disrespect them with offering them a fight in three weeks to come and take for me. Um, so yes, the WBC, the person that we're working with directly, is um is giving a hard time. So um, a Raquel Miller or something like that, I I would give her the respect of getting a full camp. Us knowing that. We're fighting for a title eliminator to challenge each other and be and be the best 100%. I, I don't want to fight anybody who isn't 100%, especially such a high-caliber, um, talented opponent. What's your thoughts on Miller as an opponent? Uh, she faced Sonia. I remember you was going to fight her once upon a time, right? Yep, yep. I was supposed to fight Sonia a couple of times. Um, I think Raquel Miller is a talented uh, female fighter. Um, I would, I would, I would love that fight. I would love to fight with any top tier, um, one sixty eight super middleweights. Honestly, because you know it's all about the dancing partner. You, they bring out the best in you. You, you gotta, you put them at the table to see what they bring out of you. And honestly, man, I got so many tools in my bag that um, I'm looking for that person to bring out bring out some tools that the world haven't seen yet and 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 women's in the women's boxing at all so do you frown upon the fact that she fought a debut fighter in in september or do you just look at it like you know she hadn't fought in over a year she needed to get one in i never look at anybody else's situation and frown upon it you know different circumstances calls for different measures um, I don't know what, you know, Raquel's situation was. Uh, the, she hasn't fought in a year. Maybe she just wanted to get back active, and that was the only available opponent. You know, at these points, some of these opponents or some people you call to try to get a fight, they, 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 they want a lot of money or or, or they, they want specific specifications, and you just got to go with who's willing and available. So, no, nah, I didn't frown upon it. Is it a case of her just being simply too small for you? Because in 2019, she fought um, Alama Ibarra, who is mm -hmm. a girl that Jessica just beat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, 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 bet, we picked Jessica by knockout in that fight. And Jessica knocked her out at, 50, at 40, 47, 44 mm -hmm. catchweight. But uh, Raquel fought her at 50, so... You were a heavyweight coming down. She's a junior middleweight coming up. You mm -hmm. think she's just too small or people fill out in their weight classes and eventually that's your weight class? Yeah, I mean, your body catch up with you at one point. Like when I first dropped down to, to, to 168, um, I, I struggled a bit with my power, but my body had to level out. 
as for Raquel Miller is concerned or any super middleweight, I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's what, 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 you know, what they can take. Um, Raquel might be a full grown super middleweight. You know, I know she was fighting at a lighter weight classes, but it's, it's an interesting matchup and, and the talks of that matchup and um, any other matchup is, is, is exciting, you know? For sure. I'm excited, man. I've been I've been waiting for this for a while and uh, <laughs> I'm just excited for people to finally see what I've been able to see. Yeah. Um, are you worried? I know I guess the typical answer is no, but like this, the like you about to be on the biggest stage right now and mm -hmm. it's on Amanda Serrano, you know, probably sold out arena televised internationally, globally. I mean. What's your thoughts? Uh, can you account for that anxiety? Or you think, you know, I've already been under the lights. This is just another step in, in, in towards the championship title. Well, like I said, the, the February 4th date is, is a possibility. It's not finalized. But God willing, um, if so, it is. It's, oh. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's a possibility. Like I said, I can't really say, hey, for sure. February 4th, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm waiting just like you and I'm hoping and praying and I'm in camp. Um, but, um, if, if, if let's speak, you know, it, it, let's so it's manifest just a it. matter of getting an opponent approved or it's, it's you a, it's don't a, have an opponent. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of a, a collection of those things. So, um, and it, it's a matter of the, okay, you know, but, um, Let's let's wishful think think wishful thinking. Let's say that you know um, I was on such a big card. Um, Jake Paul is is a huge 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 boxing uh, person. So his cards sell out and do numbers, and 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 he's been blessed and and he's influencing the sport in so many different amazing ways. So um, I was on his card, and I think that prepared me for for somewhat of what what's to come next. If I happen to be blessed with the opportunity to to fight on someone as as iconic as Amanda Serrano, um, my preparation starts in the gym. Nerves are always going to be there, no matter what, no matter how long you've been doing it. The crowd, everything is going is is going to be nerve wracking. But I, I think that I could uh, show up under the lights. I have faith in myself that I can show up under the lights and perform to the best of my ability. Um, you know, and and such. And, and such a, a great atmosphere. Do you do you think about Alejandra Jimenez at all? Does she ever go through your mind? And I only say that because that's the only representation I want to say of a lesbian boxer in boxing, right? And the only other version of that would be Orlando Cruz as the male version. Um and obviously she tested positive and they tainted the whole fight with Franchon Cruz. So does, does that bother you and, 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 and you want to shed a different light or that ain't your fucking business? Her situation, um, um, the, the decision that came out uh, was rightfully rewarded to Franchon Cruz. I was glad that Franchon Cruz was able to receive her belts back. Um, and that the decision went the way it did. I feel like if you do something unfair in the sport, then you you should be, um, you know, this is already a brutal sport, and we don't need anything extra 
to add to the outcome of any one of these bouts. You, you think about it, it could have really ended bad for Franchon, and then what? There's no apology necessary. There, there's there's nothing that could bring back um, any wrongdoing of what of what they that the outcome could have been. Um, mm-hmm. However, um, I understand her background, but um, I'm a I'm a proud lesbian, but it doesn't it doesn't describe who I am as a fighter. Um, I'm a happily married woman to my wife and what I do and what I choose to do behind closed doors. That's just where it it stay. I do represent the LGBT community. Um, um, I'm proud of my sexuality, but it's not something that I broadcast and I yell to the top of the moon to try to represent. I'm in the sport of boxing for the love of boxing, the passion of boxing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm living clean. Um, I'm a family woman. Um, um, I'm not aggressive at all. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily categorize myself. I'm just a, a beautiful black woman who loves the box and happens to be in love with a beautiful light skinned woman. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the reason I ask is obviously, um, going into that fight, I interviewed Fran Sean and I was like, listen, I don't know if you know who you're fighting, but you need to get your team to check because yeah. she looked like something could happen. And sure enough, something happened. And, uh, you know, that's the only reason I'm asking because she obviously was trying to look more like, I don't even know if that's right to say. I don't want to say nothing bad here, but, you know, for, yeah. us, for us, it seemed like she was looking a little more masculine yeah, physically and... Uh, you know, yeah, so then she tested positive. So, you know, I, I I don't want anyone to think the same about you, so I'm trying to open the conversation in that platform so oh, that no. you can yeah. say you don't take anything to change oh, no. your appearance or to, you know, stop any growth or... No, no, let me, growth. let me... And I, I'm glad, I'm glad and I'm open to speaking on that. You know, I watch your show all the time, every day. So I understand that some of the questions you ask, you you get straight to the point. And that's why you have one of the most successful boxing podcasts in the world, because don't beat around the bush. So let me just make this clear. I enjoy being a woman. I was born a woman. I don't take anything. I get my nails done. I get my feet done. I get my eyebrows arched. I tweeze, um, I take baths. I enjoy being a woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm talking about, I'm more feminine than my wife. I'm more feminine than my wife. Okay. Now, how I happen to dress is one way, but even in my clothes aren't just loosely fitted. I in no shape or form want to be other than what I am. I enjoy me, Shadeja Green. Of like I said, a beautiful black African American woman who just loves to box. That's it. Um, I, I I would never cheat myself and cheat the sport. Um, I represent too many people, and I represent myself in in high regards, and I carry myself in in uh, a a positive manner. So um, I, I'm scared to even take vitamins because of something like that happening. Honestly, like mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't I don't I don't play with that stuff like that. It's too unsafe. Uh, this sport is 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 one of the most toughest sports in the world. So um, you'll never like I I just I'm against that. But I don't judge anybody else in anybody else's situation. Um, and that that's 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 that you know. Cool, cool. Yeah, I just again I didn't want anybody to think that all two people, 
you know, the two people could be one and the same is, is, is totally right. different. I got Ruin the 504 that says, is there any reason we should be as hyped for your career as Nestor is? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, like, you know, what, Ruth, you know, that question, that's a good question. You, you, you haven't been able to see me the way Ness has. You know, you haven't been able to be on the inside of, because the fight is mostly one in the gym and training. And I'm fighting females. But when I'm in there, I'm sparring guys and I'm handling myself quite, quite, like pretty, pretty good. Like not what, what you would expect. So um, I look forward and keep your eyes open for Shadeja Green. I don't like to toot my own horn. I like to get my blessings and my, my compliments from from uh, those around me, my peers. So just keep your eyes open and, and watch out. And, and, and when you see me, make sure you hit Ness back up and let them know you were right. For sure, for sure. I got James Valdez, San Antonio, Texas, and says, he says, are you aware of Rashidi Ellis? If so, what was your thoughts on his upcoming fight with the opponent that was 25-1 and with 24 knockouts? You know Rashidi didn't get the win. I thought he won. Did you watch that fight? I did. I did. Um, you had two of my favorite fighters on that card, so of course I watched the fight. Everybody know I'm a big, big Boots fan. I am the Boots of the women's division. Boots is one of my favorite fighters. Yo, I you start saying that after I told Sean that. I see you. <laughs> Damn, she left. Yo. <laughs> That's crazy. I told Sean that. Like, she is the Boots of the women's division. You know what I mean? But it looks like the champ got another call, so we will uh, wait for her to get back with us. Um, and then we'll... There you go. Champ. I'm sorry. Nah. So let's get right back to it. Everybody keep calling me, man. But um, yes, I did. I did watch Rashidi Ellis. I thought, um, I thought the first, like, six, seven, eight rounds, he did amazing. He, he moved. Um, he wait, moved a wait, lot. He wait, boxed. wait. To be clear, you saying you gave him the six, seven, eight, or you just I, thought he looked good six, seven, eight? I, 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 no, not six, seven, eight. I thought he looked good from one to about six, seven. Damn. So he won on your card. Yeah. Yeah, he won he on did. lines too. Honestly, I gave him one through six plus the eighth. So even with the knockdowns, he get a draw on my card. That's my exact sentiments. I gave him one through eight, you know. Um, made seventh was up for grabs, but I thought he boxed and moved and, and landed uh, beautifully. But that's the thing about the pros. I think uh, Canelo Trainer said it best with Laura. The boom, boom, they want the big shots. They want the big shots, you know, so. I guess my last question is, do you guys have any Mexicans in that gym now? And if if not, do you plan on bringing female or male Mexican style fighters in because I feel like Franchon, she not your typical black girl. She more of a she want to mix it up and she really let them hands go. And mm -hmm. um, I feel like you know you gotta prepare for that because it's high activity, so you get exhausted quicker. Outside looking in, clearly, champ. Well, the thing with Franchon is, who fight are you gonna fight? Franchon's fight or your fight? That's what people misunderstand. She imposes her will, though. Mm. She even. But she what even... about? But what about my will? <laughs> what about my will? True. Most humbly, in the most humble way I can put it. What about my will? I've been in the ring with Franchon. I've been in the ring with Shields. 
I, you know what's crazy? This is a funny story. I'm gonna tell you how good Boots is. I went to his gym to spar a female. I was way too much for the female. Boots got in the ring and he this and you know that I mean what I say. He toyed with me like a feather. Mm. Literally toy. And I always say, Boots, one day I'll be back and you're gonna have to at least go to level three or four. Cause he was on level level negative zero, <laughs> so he was. <laughs> Boost was playing with me, man. I just, I, t- I sparred a lot of guys, and they n- nobody ever plays with me. My trainer warns them from the beginning: don't play with her. That's not that. And they be like, oh, okay, and then boom, they get it done. So, but um, like I say, yeah, like we keep talking about somebody else's fight. What about my will? Pacquiao will was crazy, wasn't it? Punches galore. What Mayweather do? Neutralize the shit out of him. There we go. That's the that's the key word. Neutralize. So um, but yeah, I mean, um, we got we got some Mexicans in the gym, of course. Um, um, I don't I don't know if he's Mexican or not, but I I, I work with this guy, Gabe. He's he's the amateur, he just turned pro. Uh Gabe, he's pretty, pretty good. He's one and oh. Um Nick Vatone, who has that Mexican style as well power punching from round one whenever you get in with him he don't stop until he go uh nick vatone uh italian though um we got a lot of we got a lot of work i just sparred some females that came up from pa this friday it was pretty good too so um you know i it's rare that i get female work but when i get it i try to capitalize on it and um, um I'll, I'll, I'll i promise you that barry porter and terrific guest and my strength and my team um, will prepare me for any up and coming matchup. I'll be well prepared. For sure, for sure, champ. Uh, well, I think that's all our questions. I do want to thank you, obviously, for coming on last minute. We, we I, I hate that uh, yesterday's episode couldn't get done, but I did have the the president on the line. Don't have any new information as he really didn't answer much. But you know, we're we're, we're still hoping for the best and hope that. Uh, you know, they go ahead and order that mandatory sooner than later. Yeah, me too. God willing. You know. Champ, let them know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Shadesia underscore green. Twitter, Shadesia green. Uh, Facebook, Shadesia green. Um, if you don't know about me, go on YouTube. I got a couple of videos up there. Uh, go to Google. I got a lot of clips and newspaper articles up there. And um, I look forward to, to, to being judged by all of you someday one day in the near future that's right well champ man thank you once again and uh catch you on the next one absolutely shout out to the boxing voice appreciate appreciate you guys appreciate you there you have it ladies and gentlemen wbc silver champ in 168 pound division shadasia green uh you know definitely women's boxing best kept secret but that secret's about to be out the bag. God willing, she gets the deal, and we can see her on that DAZN platform, which will give her a home and put her next to Franchon Cruz DAZN. We got Mac in the 347. What up? Yo, Ness. What it do? What up, Ness? You can hear me? For sure. What up, Ness? I- I just want to start off, man. That show yesterday was the best show of the year so far. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. I just want to tell you that we appreciate you putting on shows like that. And a 
about the 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 Charlo thing. You think you think Spence gonna moving up to fifty four to fight Charlo? I mean, first is Keith, and then we gotta see. I think what he's doing is moving up so he ain't gotta make the weight. Try to negotiate yeah. with Crawford. If that happens, he coming back down. If he can't make a deal with Crawford, he's staying up there. But you, you, but they boys, right? You don't think they gonna fight for the belt? Um, or fight I would want them to fight. Earl said he would fight. They gotta get, uh, they gotta get Charlo on board. He the only one that says the opposite. Okay, so Earl wants to fight. Because I, I thought they was like boys, you know, over there in Texas. They was talking about they the three lions. Nah, they definitely boys. But, you know, Earl said he'll fight them. You, he understand his money. Everybody want to see. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of taboo. It's like, oh, they friends? Yeah, I want to see them fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a big fight. I'm not saying it's not. It's a big fight. But, you know, I, I felt like if Charlo moves up, he might just stay at that weight class and 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 you know like just float and not you know not fight for any belts like I, that's that's how I feel maybe could be wrong but um yeah I was, I wanted to say that to get to the point about the belts with uh with Tank and and Haney I feel like uh, you know Floyd brought Tank up. And, you know, Floyd talks a lot about the sanctioning bodies, how they take checks, you know, how they take money out, fighters pay. I feel like that's that's the type of time that Davis is on. You know what I mean? I mean, possibly, possibly. I mean, it's too soon in his career, man. Floyd fought 24 champions, man. Davis fought Hector, Leo, yeah. Pedraza. No, no, I meant like, like Tank... Is taking that blueprint with, like, you know what? No, like, and I hear you. And all I'm saying is yeah. it's too early for that. Like, he got to get some champions yeah. under his belt before he starts saying he don't need belts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You're right about that. I just feel, yeah, man, I, I feel like if Tank wanted to go down that path, I feel like he would have been undisputed already. But I feel like Floyd might have stirred him away from that. Like, hey, man, you don't need those. You don't need those belts right now. Mm. You know, you a star within yourself. And, you know, he proved it in that last pay-per-view, $5 million gate. Like, it don't get no bigger than that, you know? For sure. For sure. But, yeah, just wanted to just call in, you know, my call. Appreciate you and Danny, especially for shows like yesterday. You already know, Ness. Appreciate you, champ. Thank you for calling in. We got Nick. Dice, what up? Chicago. Yo, what's up? Nestor Gibbs in the house. Hey, you on fire today. Good uh, show that you had there um, with uh, Suleiman. Appreciate it. to the champ, man. Her articulation is uh, excellent, especially in this day and age with everything going on. Much respect to her. I hope she gets that February 4th uh, fight. That'd be cool. Uh, but, yeah, I was calling in, so... You know, I'd be experimenting. I got the channel up and running. That's Skull Season, me in the chat there. So, a little unique situation happened. So, you know, I post some food videos. Don't get a lot of 
views. So then I post some game videos. Those are doing good. But then I did an experiment. I love Bud Crawford. I can't help it. So I'm like, I need to get my uh, video edits. You know, got to get my chops in. So I'm like, all right, let me post this video. So it was a few days after he knocked out, um, how you say dude's name, Evan Asanya. Evanesian. Hey, big respect to him, though. He he still did good in the fight, but, I mean, it's Bud, you know, so it just is what it is. So um, I post the video, and sure enough, I see what you be going through. So I had a hater in the comments. I'll read it to you. It said, I'm disappointed in y'all Bud fans. How y'all excited about something y'all knew was going to happen? That's not a question. So I didn't respond, so I'm like, let me just let it marinate, you know, because, hey, Good kind. Con- hey, if they respond, and that's cool with me. So sure enough, uh, a du- another dude responded just eight hours ago. He said the same could be said for Ugas, both Garcia and Porter. So then I pr- I respond. I'm like, thanks, bro. Exactly. Duck season in full effect. Thanks for stopping by to both of you. More boxing vids on the way to make your head spin. Subscribe and hit that bell icon. But yeah, I see what you be going through, man. They be on. They're behind you just for showing love to a boxer. So, hey, but I'm doing great views on that video. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell them, keep coming back. I'm brand new to it, so I'm learning the algorithm. Hey, you're a big uh, inspiration to what I do, bro. So I'm just trying to get my chops in and learn everything. No worries, bless champ. You, bless you, bless man. You can, brother. Bless you, man. Keep at it, brother. Keep at it, Nick. And I'm always here if you need some yes, advice, sir. champ. DM me. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple super chats. Texas Bulldog Boxing two dollar super chat says the energy would be the same. Oh, wait, yeah, would be wouldn't be same if Big Fish for a plus six on an opposition opponent. Uh, hands up emoji. Short man JW tuned in late from the DMV. Will we ever see Russell versus Davis? I wish. Leonard Sterling in the UK, five pounds. He says, was Miller versus Iras Irisia Hernandez, common opponent to green? Yes. 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 Okay, so so did Miller fight her? Let me double check that. Because, yes, that girl is tough, though. That girl, uh, Hernandez, she could fool you. She could fool you. Okay, so she didn't fight her. That's what you're saying. She pulled out. That girl is tough, let me tell you, bro. Hernandez is tough. I've watched a couple of her fights. Um, She's tough. I'll just leave it at that in case she ever comes up on the betting line. But it looks like we're done. No more callers. No more hands up. Let me make sure I got all the super chats. Anthony Forbes says, I love the confidence. Three flexing emoji. He's got to be talking about the champ when she said, what about my will? That was a great answer. Um, I'm refreshing here. And we got 200, we got 163,258 subscribers. So I'm still trying to get to that next goal of 164. Need about another 700 and some change. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're trying to get that goal today because we got another show later on. 
We're going to be doing live fight chats for all the top-ranked prospects, plus the heavyweight action, Big Shot Shaw taking on F.A. Ajagba, Johnny Rice taking on Guido Villanella. We'll be right back 5-ish, 4 o'clock-ish. Tune in. Peace.